everybody. Welcome again to I Hope I Can Make It Through, a Degrassi viewing podcast. I am Donnie, your resident Degrassi veteran. I am Francota, your fresh-faced beginner. And today we actually have a very special guest. So a little bit about this person. Uh, literally one of the best things that I could have gotten out of having making a Tinder account. Uh, this person is someone who's very, very near and dear to me, um, who not only... Um, is just a really good friend, but also somebody who knows a lot when it comes to editing and when it comes to young adult media. Um, so our buddy Kira is here to kind of provide some insights, and I don't know if you want to add anything else, Kira. I think you did a great job. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yay! So <laughs> This is my first time watching Degrassi. Yeah, so that was actually what I was going to ask you, was like, what is your relationship with Degrassi? Uh, did you yeah. even know anything of it before this point? So I definitely knew that it existed. Okay. Um, like, I, there was always commercials for it. Like, when I was watching Nickelodeon growing up, I mostly stuck to the cartoons. I didn't really venture into, like, the live-action parts of the shows. Like, I watched The Amanda Show, mm -hmm. and maybe that's it. I don't think I watched all that either. <laughs> yeah. It took me very long until I actually watched things that were live action, so I don't blame you in that, in, in that very rough transition. I think my first live action show was like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, um, and then I got hardcore into like the 90s sitcom like era, like Step by Step and Family Matters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just, I loved Family Matters, but I remember nothing of it. I just know I watched all of it. It's a weird show. Do you know how it ends? Do you remember? No, I don't know. Like I said, I remember nothing. Steve Urkel goes to space. <laughs> I, really? I, yes. <laughs> it's true. It's been corroborated. Holy shit! <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and this is canon. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me in this room right now, like this was like well known, and I just did not. I had no idea. This is Urkel goes to space. <laughs> There's a bunch of shows that just end so completely weird. Like, Alf ends with him getting captured by the government. <laughs> like That one I almost am like, okay, fine, because he wasn't, you know, he's an extraterrestrial. Like, he's an alien. Yeah, like, the government was going to figure that out eventually. Like, oh, God. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Degrassi, the next generation. We're at, still in season one. We're at episode eight, Secrets and Lies. Um, so what we usually do is we briefly summarize the episode, of course, as reference, and Kira, you know how writing works, so this probably isn't new to you, but Degrassi loves a good A plot and B plot. Mm -hmm. Your A plot is obviously the plot that it opens up with, the and is usually the one that gets that last shot at the end when the credit, before the credits, and then you have your B plot to liven it up or give more characterization. Um, so I'll offer to you if you would like to give the summary for this one. I think I can do that. I, okay. I just watched it twice, so. You, you are way more dedicated than me, and you are <laughs> not even the person who's hosting this podcast, so great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, the A plot, um, there, sorry, ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, normally, uh, Donnie and I record in my bedroom, but uh, it's. It's a little too intimate. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, well, yeah, especially with three people. Yeah, it was a little cozy. Okay. Well, all right. So the a plot starts with, um, oh god, what's her name? That's part of the test. You got to figure oh, this no. out on your own. It's Ashley. Okay. It's Ashley and her dad in a car, uh, and it's, 
implied that the dad's been away for a very long time, and there's this whole tension between them, like, oh, definitely have something to tell you. Uh, did your dad tell you something today? And so she gets curious, and eventually, like, tells her mom that, like, oh, I, like, what, is dad gay? And she's like, yeah, he's totally gay. <laughs> And so she starts breaking down, like, talking to her friends and lashing out at any mention of gay. <laughs> and I'm assuming at some point, uh, it's not TJ, is it Troy? No. This yeah, is part of the game. <laughs> it is. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Is it Troy? No. What's it's the... High school musical. Oh, no. We're soaring. We're flying. TJ and... Oh, my God. Reverse the letter. Jake. JT. JT? Yeah. Oh, God, no. It's, it's J- JT, JT and yeah. Troy. No, no, no. No? It's not Troy. Oh, my God. What's the that? other four-letter name with a T and a Y. <laughs> You're very close. Oh, no. Do you Toby? need help? To- no. It's Toby. 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 Yeah. Okay, I got it. I'm Our sorry. precious... Toby. Toby. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so, so basically... <laughs> Because they're in the same family, I'm assuming there was a conversation that Toby found out that her that her dad is gay, and it starts this whole B plot, where uh, uh, Liberty has a crush on JT, and it's very unrequited for reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like. I'm just groaning because I'm in agony about this plot. This plot is it's terrible. Not you. This it's plot not is you. terrible. So, uh, the no, just uh, JT's new knowledge of gay people and what they are. But apparently, he already has ideas of what a gay person is. Well, remember he had to, <laughs> no. Wait, he wasn't forced he, to watch the gay porn. And he was watched. He did. Before he did? that. Before that. Yeah. He he and Toby were forced to watch. Gay I couldn't porn. remember if only Toby was punished, but you're right. JT was also punished. So, so JT, JT's form of reference for homosexuality is pretty limited. Well, actually, they didn't even really get explicit on what kind of porn they just because like they were looking at just pictures of naked women and then i'm assuming they were forced to look at pictures of naked men as well i'm not sure yeah if you know they, if, if it was actually gay porn it was just like or like a playgirl like spread. yeah playgirl something so there is that we don't know we don't know I, I just yes i just assumed. what kind of porn did you make them watch <laughs> i have a thousand questions about that punishment anyway <laughs> yeah. anyway so so jt may or may not know what homosexuality is but he decides to come out as gay anyway and to liberty and liberty just like is upset and then turns it around and says like hey wow this kid trusts me so much that like, he came out to me. I should be supportive and be a good friend. And like comes to school wearing like a rainbow clothes, a rainbow ribbon in her hair that's only there for half the scene. That's the Oh, the I didn't even notice that. It does it disappears halfway through. <gasps> I um, didn't even notice Liberty was wearing anything rainbow. I was just horrified. <laughs> yeah, I th- I oh feel like God. I was looking at it with my eyes partially closed and I think I missed some nuance in that scene. Anyway, uh, so the continuity error, she loses her bow. Yeah. Oh uh, god. Uh, um, oh, I forgot from the A plot. Um Girl, I forget her name. Tiffany? I don't know. You're so close with this You're name. You're so close. It's really funny because you're like just left of what their names oh, are. Oh, no. Uh, 
uh, whatever her name is Tiffany now uh, <laughs> uh, but she lost her mom the year before and so like the last scene is her saying like you have an actual chance to reunite with your dad it's not the same as losing like you're losing your father like so you should reconsider and then it just ends <laughs> yes it's it is so I was watching it oh and I God. it felt like there needed to be two or three more scenes like it felt and I actually went to the next episode to try and see if it was a part two and it was Watch not. It. Oh. it was not a part two. It, like, jumps to, like, it, it has Ashley in the A plot, but I think it goes back to, like, a Jimmy... It's like Jimmy and Ashley's relationship. It has nothing to do... From my understanding, it had no bearing. Because I, I was ready to let you both know, like, oh, just so you know, I think this is a part two. Because I was confused by the time it got to the end. Does it ever come back? Um, I mean, I... Frank, do you care about spoilers that much? I mean, this, it could be a mage. Well, how you know, ma- I'm sorry. Sorry. How about, tell us just if it's referenced again. Yes. No, we don't need to know the outcome. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Like the whole Ashley, <laughs> Ashley's relationship with her dad, her dad being gay. Like that, that does come back. It does come back. Okay. It, it but it's still like, and I guess this is, it, this feels like an issue that, happens also in multiple episodes at this point where it feels like the moral of the story is not what I would actually consider the moral of the story in like any of these plots half the time. Yeah, like the moral of the story is be accepting of your parents because they're not dead. Yeah. yeah and I'm just which is an awful thing. It's uh Yeah, no, it's a horrible note to end on and it's like between like that and like <laughs> JT not really properly getting called out for his homophobic behavior, which is inexcusable. That I mean, Toby just says like, "Why don't you turn it down?" Yeah. Like, oh, and like. But I mean, like, I guess that's kind of the most I could have expected from somebody like in middle school, especially like this is two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. Like. The gay plot, I call, like, I, I was sitting there, um, I was really confused because, uh, the beginning of this A plot, it showed, like, the dad and the mom kissing? Yes, yeah, they're very and, intimate, which part of me liked and part of me was like, this is so overt. Right, like, right, so, like, there was that, like, it doesn't show if they're kissed on, like, the mouth or, like, the cheek or something. It's definitely on the it's mouth. It's definitely on the mouth. <laughs> it, <laughs> it makes looks that, like, like, like it makes that, it, like... Okay, it definitely... They just put, like, the, the camera there for ambiguity. Yeah, no, but it made the mouth noise. It, it made... did, it did, though. Kiss <laughs> your dad square on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I will say this, though. I did kind of like... That they were intimate. Like, I think of all the issues that I had with this episode. While I think that maybe the kiss on the mouth was a little too far, but perhaps for the sake of storytelling, it was like, oh, how will Ashley have, without a shadow of a doubt, this impression that this is happening? But, like, um, I did like that they were close. Like, I liked that it was like, yeah, okay, so he, you know... He, was, he thought he might be gay, he got married, and, you know, he realized it didn't quite work, but he wasn't going to hold it against his ex-wife, and he wasn't going to hold that against Ashley, and, like, I appreciated that. I appreciate that, too. Um, it's me being very generous about this episode. <laughs> I, I kept, ex- like, as soon as I read the thing, it's like, oh, Ashley's dad's coming to visit, he has a secret, okay, here we go, new family, new family he's been working on, he kept a secret, and then, like, 
Whoa, this episode swerved on me. <laughs> See, though, that's that's what I was just getting at. Like, I called that. Like, yeah, it's 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 like so. It starts off with like, oh, I got something to tell you that we need to discuss. I've been away for a while, uh, and then the the one like what cemented it was the friends going. Hey, your dad's really hot. Yes, He's right? So hot. Same. Oh like, they were God. so into him. He's such a silver fox. And I'm like, He's gay. <laughs> yeah, like, just talking about how attractive he is, I was just like, There it is. <laughs> yeah, it was so obvious. What, what's his uh, What's his job? I know he's overseas and in war zones. Is he, like, he, he does, a, like, media stuff. Because I kept thinking, like, Oh, is he, like, a news correspondent or something? It seemed like uh, media, like, technology yeah like i think he maybe is a little more behind the scenes because i feel like it would be too obvious if he was a newscaster because you already have caitlin yeah and i feel like if you had two people who have investment in like current events that are adult characters it's a little too much so i was kind of the under the impression that he's like a cultured and perhaps maybe more behind the scenes than caitlin would be well my, my thinking oh, i thought when he was in uh, like I was like, is, I was like, is his person, her dad just basically Anderson Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> like, it felt hmm. very Anderson Cooper. When did Anderson Cooper come out? Um, that was, that's got to be like late 2000s, right? Yeah, well, Anderson, yeah, you have your laptop. Yeah, no, Anderson Cooper, like, well, he was kind of like thrown out of the closet, right? It was, well, it was like an open secret, and then right. like he had to like officially... I think by, like, the same person who did the same treatment to Lee Pace. Like, oh. Yeah, like, that very, like, weird kind of cornering you to a minute type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm trying to remember how long he's been on the air. But. I, I'm looking at an article from 2012 that from the Huffington Post that just says, Anderson Cooper comes out, the fact is I'm gay. Um, but I'm trying to see if they'll talk anything about it being open secret. I mean, he didn't date women, and he's a very, very attractive man. Yeah, like, it was like, I feel like it was one of those things where it was like, it just wasn't officially stated, but I feel like also, like, a lot of his, I don't know, it, it was very, definitely one of those, like, situations where it just wasn't confirmed. With a lot of people, like, especially, like, Lee Pace. Yeah. Like, yeah. we all we all knew. We all knew. It, <laughs> I, I kind of thought he was out for a while. And then, like, the news <laughs> yeah. article came out, and I was like, oh, I guess he's not out. But, like, I mean, mm-hmm. that happens. That happens in, and, and, you know, it's understandable, like, the risks that you run and things like that. And I don't know. Nobody deserves to be cornered to come out, <laughs> which is very frustrating in a lot of, in, at, I, I think Anderson Cooper had a similar situ- run in with a person, but like I know Lee Pace recently was it was like, it it was like I think you could have read between the lines what he was saying. He didn't need to go on record. We knew, like yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no, he does have kind of like that, and like Ashley's dad does have that Anderson Cooper air about him, mm-hmm. which is a good air to have, honestly. Like Anderson Cooper is pretty pretty dope. Did you guys? I'm sorry. You can go, go on. Oh, like, did you guys ever see that video of Anderson Cooper, like, saving that kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> my heart melted. I was like, my, my AC. <laughs> 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 I read, um, there's this uh, celebrity gossip blog I read called Delisted, 
And they constantly refer to him as the Silver Fox. It's a very good nickname. <laughs> he, he is a Silver Fox. I can only hope I look like a Silver Fox. Silver Fox in a foxhole. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, we need to talk about Paige. We do need to talk about Paige. We always need to talk oh, about Paige. Not a day goes by that I don't want to talk about Paige. <laughs> do you, Kira, do you have a different opinion about Paige? Yeah, you've, you've mean, subjected yourself to all the episodes in rapid succession, and now I'm kind of curious what your takes on Paige are. Okay, so Paige. Terrible? True. Yes. <laughs> uh, we don't know enough about her to really say, like, why she's terrible. Or like, Kind of true. But also, she got a girl drunk so that she could try to get, well, she could successfully get uh, Skinner to go out with her. <laughs> Spinner. Spinner. Skinner. Skinner. <laughs> we, we, we refer to him as our tender chunkhead. I, I like how I'm getting everything just like slightly. It's really you're, funny to me. You're doing really well. Yeah, considering you are. We, yeah, like, like once again to reiterate, like, Kira, you're not like the Degrassi, like, hardcore fan that, like, you know. I've literally watched all these episodes in the past 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, that's what I feel like makes it so endearing is, like, there's so many people that, like, live and breathe Degrassi, but it's very interesting hearing people that didn't have that experience. Saying as somebody who lived and breathed it, it's always really interesting hearing people. Anyway, Paige, please. Yes. Please, your thought about Paige. Uh, yeah, so that was terrible of her to, like, deliberately sabotage. Uh, I still got her name wrong. Uh, can you just tell me her name? Terry. 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 Okay. Uh, right, okay. So, yeah, just deliberately, like, sabotaging Terry and trying to make her get in trouble at the dance and get yeah. drunk and also sabotaging it for Ashley. Yeah. And it's just on so many levels just she's just been doing bad things and acting out yeah but then we find out that she's got a gay brother and wants to help and like i don't know if that was her actual act like incent like incentive to help ashley with her gay dad situation because she didn't know about it i guess it's kind of hard to tell because we don't um spoiler dylan's in high school (laughs) I guess it's kind of hard for us to tell. Like, I, I have a slightly warped view because I've seen, like, Paige, Dylan does become a character. Dylan does interact with Paige, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, my take on it is a little softer. But, like, it is very hard if you haven't seen them interact. And also, your prior knowledge of Paige is her being constantly manipulative and playing the game. It is very difficult to believe she has any good intentions in what she does. But, like, our so far, our main, like, stance on Paige is that we don't agree with everything she does, but we gotta respect that hustle. Yeah, no, that's our general feeling of Paige, and, like, we we appreciate her moving and shaking this plot, and, like, moving and shaking all of Degrassi. So, like... I, I personally, I felt like this was kind of sincere. I think it was as sincere as Paige can get. Yeah, like, she was mm-hmm. trying. Because I, like, my personal headcanon... Is that, like, she went home, talked to her brother about it, and they had a discussion, and, like, the brother's like, well, maybe this is what's going on. And then, like, I guess the rumor spread through the school pretty quickly. And she's like, oh, I want to help, because it was probably not great for when Dylan came out. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, like, the reaction I saw in the school is not great here. (laughs) 
Mm -hmm. Like... It's true, though. Like, um, it's... Like, I don't want to just kind of, like, absolve Paige, because I think anybody who reads her intentions as screwy is not in the wrongs. I think that Paige rarely has great intentions, but it is something to kind of think about. Like, is she potentially projecting between her own experience with Dylan or a conversation that she had with Dylan um, and kind of, like, strong-arming it in a way that works in Paige world but not necessarily in Ashley world? Because it's very obvious mm-hmm. their conflict management styles are very, very different at this point. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. But um, I'm just kind of, like, when I come out of this approach, I'm kind of metagaming this, like, this show. Yes. In that... <laughs> Yes. I can see that the, the strings working, like, oh, we're supposed to hate Paige. And then, oh, God, it's going to get turned right around on us. Like, oh, wow, she's been, like, terribly abused this whole time. I'm so sad for her. Like, I feel like that's probably going to happen at some point. Nobody that's look like, at my face, because, like... I'm not going to look at your <laughs> good, face Good, nobody right look now. at me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's... I think the thing is, is, like, it feels like... Whenever I look at these characters, and, and please, like, you, I'm, I'm revisiting this, but as I revisit this, it feels a lot like they didn't really outline these characters before they started writing them. It felt very much like Paige especially suffers from this, where she's just a plot point a lot of the time. She's, she is the mover and shaker, and because of that, she's like the conflict, and a lot of the time it doesn't necessarily have bearing on character consistency because of that. Hmm. Hence, like, she, like, I still can't believe that there was that rumor about her having sex with a counselor, and there was no fallout from that. Hmm. When was that? Uh, back in the, um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy and Ashley relationship issue episode, and Paige is, like, making moves on Jimmy at the Romeo and Juliet stuff. What episode was this? That was, like, two or three episodes ago. I know, it all blurs together. But, like, there's a conversation that um, Spinner, Jimmy, and then that weird no-name friend have, and they talk about Paige, and that's, like, one of the things they bring up. They talk about her, like, sexual availability, basically. And, like, we never really know if Paige knows this is happening. We don't really know if, like, you know, what Paige thinks about this. We don't think, we don't know or have any reflection on the consequences of a camper having sex with, like, (laughs) Another camp, like, I think a camp counselor was specifically what they Uh said. But, like, I think that wasn't the point. I think the point was just we're going to make Paige. Paige makes sense as the most sexually available of the girls that we have. Hence, we're going to make Paige be the conflict. Yeah. So it sounds like she doesn't have a lot of agency in... No. No. Yeah. I don't think she does amongst the writers. I think sometimes she has agency in the story itself, but I think ultimately in the writing room, she doesn't read to me as somebody, she reads to me as like, we need a, we need a, we need trouble. Who do we have? We got Paige. And then I just put her in. Which Mm -hmm. also is probably why I have a softer feeling, like read of her than I would with other characters that perhaps fit her archetype. Yeah, I I agree with that. It kind of reminds me of... uh, the episode a couple two episodes back with um the kid news for kids yes 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 where all of a sudden emma is now interested in journalism and like which i guess could be like from her mother who is also in 
Wait, no, who's her mother? Be... No, like... No, that's Caitlyn. That's yeah, Caitlyn, who Caitlin. she has a relationship with. Like, she right. has a friendship with Caitlyn. And that was the thing. I think that's what they tried to do, but, like, I wish that thread carry through more, that, like, mm-hmm. oh, she really likes Caitlyn, <clears throat> hence maybe she's more interested in that type of stuff. Like, it would be nice, as dorky as it sounds, for her to have, like, a note from Caitlyn in her locker or something like that. Something yeah. kind of carry that through until the plot facilitated that discussion of her being invested in the world around her and political consciousness. Right. Like, the last time we had, like, a big Emma plot was the first couple episodes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we don't need to rehash everything. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, she did not have a lot of common sense, large, larger political thoughts or anything like that. But she, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, She has the thing about the turtle... She does. She does have that turtle. The turtle. (laughs) It's true. She she went hard on that project. Or else like I'm gonna do like a bluebird. And you got her going, Mama Onu. At least I'll never forget that turtle's name. (laughs) Mama Onu. Speaking of which, I wanna talk about Sean. Are you talking about his haiku? Because I love his haiku. The haiku is great. I love my son. We adopted him last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he is our son now. I love him, like, staring down at the crowd, counting down the freaking syllables as he's performing his haiku. And Miss Kwan has the nerve to be like, oh, a poem about hating to write poems? Screw you. People do always do that. I will defend Sean. The rubric probably would, does not account for that, so let him be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we also get to see the continuation of the Emma-Sean yes. Yes. Like, relationship. I'm just, I'm here for it. Like... <laughs> like him just giving her kind of a look when she's like, I was writing about pollution in the ocean. So he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very endeared by them. I First time I watched it, which I mean, granted, like, as a gay kid, you, you willfully, like, disregard heterosexual shipping a lot of the time. Like, it's just like, I'm not going to play that game. But, like, revisiting it, like, there's something very endearing about the two of them, and I can understand why. I, I know back in the, back in the day... Like, that was a lot of people's big Degrassi ship. And while obviously, like, we're only in the first season, like, I can see why people care about them so much in their relationship together. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just hard, like, I was reading something about, I was either reading it or talking to somebody about, like, why they ship certain characters. And, like, one of the reasons is it's just hard to find, like, a canon relationship that's not toxic or yeah. a, like just awful. Yeah. Like especially in teen dramas. Mm-hmm. Like I follow this one. Um, there's this one like uh, Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like oh, they're so good. Instagram account. And like what I love about it is like the person running the account just will list reasons they hate Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know this doesn't have anything in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I just love the hatred for Ross. Because I I did not care for Ross on the few episodes of Friends I watched. I have a confession. I've only seen, like, one or two episodes of Friends, and that was Me because too. I had a roommate in college. Oh, yes, I knew this story. All he did, like, every semester, just set a few weeks of, the, of like, of time to just rewatch the entire season, the entire series, from, like, his box set deluxe chest thing oh my god 
I just absorbed through osmosis. <laughs> Actively trying not to watch. I've never watched it. I, I'm not looking for a medal, everybody. It's just never, never watched it. Same. I, like I said, before when we started to cross it, I was just like, it's this monolith that I don't know how to break into. Yeah. And then the few times I broke into it, or like I saw something from it, I was like, I don't care for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we found two bright spots so far, which is Sean's haiku and Ashley's parents not hating each other's guts. That is sweet. So that was good. Um, oh. we're, we're really avoiding this B-plot. Unless we you really are avoiding this B-plot. I'm going to go back to the A-plot. Okay, um, let's stay there. So just everything Ashley's dad said was just, like, when trying to, like, explain coming out, like, they split it up into two things mm-hmm. and like the first part was just like i'm gay i'm sorry i didn't tell you like my bad yeah i ran i had to run away to find myself and i was like oh okay that's sweet yeah and then oh yeah you already met my partner my like partner of five years i'm just like many times and uh yeah my bad it's and, rough though like yeah. i didn't really think about it until I was watching that episode. Like, how how do you approach that? That is, like, a super hard thing. Like, uh, my parents are divorced, and both of my parents have, like... It's a really big decision to, like, let someone you're dating into the life of your children. Mm-hmm. And they just did it, like, without even saying it. So that's that was, uh, so that's like super problematic to me. Yeah. For like on his part, like what he did. Yeah. And I like fully understand like how angry she is about this. Mm-hmm. Like I understand his part as well, but like it's kind of irresponsible to, yeah. to bring someone in that you're like romantically involved with into your child's life and not tell the child well it's like it's i and i think this is also what was missing from this episode was better development of these two viewpoints like because it is kind of a toss-up right like if like what are you supposed to say like say you were an adult talking to ashley's dad like just you know whatever you're his friend and he's saying like you know i'm not ready to be out to my you know to my kid and it's like okay you know we all work at our own pace okay fine but mm-hmm. then you throw in, like, you know, I'm in a long-term relationship. And then it's like, I, I don't know what I would be able to say if my friend if my friend told me that. Like, I, we, we try to encourage people, like, oh, like, you know, go out, come out at your own pace. But when you have a kid, like, that's beyond yourself. That's just what being, having a kid is. It's, you have a responsibility outside of yourself. And where do you compromise in terms of your identity and your comfort level in regards to your identity? And when do you stay true to that and... I don't know the answer. I can't say the answer either, but what it's complicated? Yeah, but, it's really complicated yeah. and underdeveloped. And it's I very... think it would have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he also came alone. So it's like yeah. you have to tell her. And I feel like if you're telling someone about someone you've already met, it might have been more beneficial to bring them along. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, I could see both sides, and I yeah. almost wish we saw 
Ashley, and I understand, like, just from point of view, we wouldn't be able to see this, but it would have been interesting to have some way of seeing Ashley's parents talk about this, and especially see if, like, Ashley's mom had, like, it seemed like she wanted him to just come out, and I don't know if that means that she just wanted him to confront this now that he was back, or if she had always wanted him to come out to her. I couldn't Mm -hmm. really tell watching it, but it would have been really interesting to have some sort of conversation between the two of them, and how, like how this and kind of watch this conflict play out between the two parents um and then if you threw in the partner in it then it's a very interesting other layer between like especially because degrassi like the first episode was was a lot of the plot was an adult drama for all intents and purposes with the Mm. reunion it would have been interesting to again have more of an adult plot take over and while Ashley's perspective is very important in it, maybe have it more be the playing out of the dr- of the tensions and relationship dynamics between Ashley's parents and Ashley's dad's partner. Yeah, so if we just got rid of the B-plot yeah. and yes. changed it to an adult plot... It would have actually been something really special. Yeah. In my opinion. I think it would have been a lot better. But uh, maybe even just like... A scene where they tell um, Toby. Oh, that would have been like, interesting, yeah. If so, you can see, like, Toby actually finding out. Like, we don't know if they actually had a conversation with Toby, but I'm, I'm assuming that's what happened. It could have just been Ashley screaming, like... <laughs> I want to... Yeah, like, I want to <laughs> believe that some sort of conversation had with him, but even... But then, like, then, like, that could have been your kid perspective on that potential figuring out of dynamics and stuff like that, if... If the apprehension was like, you know, we don't want to have an adult plot. This is a kid's show. We want the kids to be the center of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just realized for to- for we started developing the Toby and Ashley relationship like in episode two yeah. or so. Or like, like right out of the three. gate, yeah. And we don't get a scene where these two siblings decide to talk and be like, hey, how you feeling about this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, or even if Toby wasn't going to be common understanding, at least some sort of scene where he makes that active decision of whether or not he's going to reach out to her. Um, or if she's in the room when they have the bigger conversation of just so you know, Ashley's dad is gay. Like, I don't know. I, it feels like it was a very, it felt like they just wanted to put a lot, it felt like there was so much of this B plot, but I don't know if it was just because I was miserable during it. But no. it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah? It felt long. It, 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 I think it was like an even split. Yeah, yeah. Like, it didn't feel... It felt like we spent a lot of time on that B-plot. Not just that the B-plot was disgusting, but the fact that we spent a lot of scenes in the B-plot. It would have been nice if they... Instead of going for this, which I... Ugh, I know it was 2001, but I still find the plot inexcusable. It would have been nice to instead see more of this family drama aspect of it play out. I... <laughs> Uh, like, not to, like, I think, you know, everything you guys have said I felt was, like, right on point, but I would have enjoyed just, like, Ashley finds out her dad's gay, and then just kind of, like, pan over, and Toby's by the refrigerator. <laughs> 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 he just closes it and backs out of the kitchen. <laughs> I actually feel like that's Degrassi style. Like, I, I wouldn't put that past Degrassi to have a moment like that. And, and, you know, I wish we even just had that much. I even would be fine with that. That would be, like, <laughs> just a scene of him finding out. Like, that would be, like, even then, like, that you would just be like, oh, backs out of room. And then later talking to JT, like, so, 
dad's gay. Like, well, well Ashley's dad's gay. Yeah, That's like, a thing. it would have been a good moment, I think. <laughs> um, like... <clears throat> one of my, one of the things that was confusing to me that I wanted like I feel like having the partner there would have helped is why now of all times like I know like th- there's the pressure from Ashley's mom to come out and, or to get the dad to come out to his daughter but like well wasn't that he moved back yeah like but like so he wants to reestablish a relationship. And it would have been nice to see, like, maybe, you know, the partner's like, I want to get more serious, or, like... Okay. And then he's, and, like, the dad being a little bit, well, my daughter's going to be a part of, of my life now, and, mm-hmm. like, they, like, maybe we'll, I, like, reimagining the scene in my head, if the partner was there, just be like, we both want to be a part of your life, we're sorry, you know, but this is hard, you know... I don't, or something along those lines, like... It would have been nice if the partner said that, especially because, like, the partner went and hung out with Ashley before, like, at the zoo and stuff like that. It would have been nice for... I think his name was Michael or something like that. It would have been nice for him to say, like, hey, I want to... Christopher. Christopher? Christopher. I, th- I believe it's Christopher. Sorry. I, I, I remember you are right. Christopher. Because I remember, like, Ashley says, like, Christopher? Yeah. Christopher! <laughs> I don't know why. I can't s- I watched The Sopranos last summer, and now because of that, I can't say that name without, like, putting this really thick accent on. <laughs> anyway, Christopher. Yeah, no, it, like, would have been good to hear him say, like, hey, like, I'm kind of tired of just being this, like, weird friend that your dad has, and it would be nice to actually have a relationship with you. Like, I think you're cool. You're a cool kid, and I know how much you mean to your father. Like, that could have been really good. Oh, sorry. Sorry. When did gay marriage get legalized in Canada? That is a good question. Because I know it was earlier than... um, It was definitely earlier than the U.S. The U.S. was very slow on the uptake. Uh, I have zero service in here. (laughs) Ah. I guess it'd be in Toronto area. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know um, what province by province. Same sex. I, I thought you were showing me the, the bird thing. <laughs> oh, the photo. 2003. Um, well, okay, so I, like two I, years I, off. Hang on. I look up, looked up Gay Marriage Toronto, Canada. The, 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 the decision of the Ontario government to organize two marriages that took place in Toronto on January 14th, 2001, retroactively makes Canada the first country in the world to have a government legitimized same sex marriage. Huh. So, this is right around the time same-sex marriage got legalized. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> See, so maybe, that could have been a plot point. Maybe he wants to get married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that could have been, that could have been, and I guess, like, maybe, like, it was, like, Ashley freaked out and, like, he didn't want to tell her. But mm-hmm. then again, have a part two. Like, I just don't understand why that A-plot lacks a part two to it. That, like, further develops it because the end note of, well, some people's parents are dead is just not the note to end on. It could be worse. Yeah, like, (laughs) I'm so tired of media doing this. And, like, I understand that Degrassi is not the only one that does this, but, like, my God, for once I want to check out a series and it's, like, hey, just so you know, if your parents do shitty things, do you? Not to say, like, I think Ashley's situation, like, that can get resolved. Okay, fine. But, like, most, like, you know, many situations with parents, you don't have to forgive them. Wild concept. Sometimes people are bad and sometimes they make bad parents. Well, and just, like, I just, like, I, that, uh, well, even like equating <laughs> just 
oh, well, it's a bad thing. Death is a bad thing. Gay, bad thing. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's very true. It, it un- whether intentionally or not, and I feel like this happened with a, happens with many episodes when it comes to talking about marginalized groups, because I think this happens a lot, especially with Jimmy and Jimmy being black, where whether intentionally or not, they are creating very negative implications about being marginalized. Back to the B-plot with Liberty. No, like, she's treated as, like, extremely unattractive. Yes. 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 Like, she's the only black girl on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's just just a real... uh, Yeah. Real icky feeling. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because, like, She's she's nerdy, and, like, in many ways, I think she's one of the most seventh-grade characters in the cast. Like, she mm-hmm. reminds me of my kids so much, but, like... Oh, my God. I have a friend that I'm picturing right now that is her. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's so real. I think Liberty is so real. But that is something to think about, that Emma can, like, info... It can, like, you know, info dump about Mama Onu, but still mm-hmm. get the bad boy. But Liberty can't care about, you know, all the things that she really cares about without getting called out in some way, shape, or form, or being ostracized because of it. Right. This shit, like, from what we learned last episode, this show has a problem with characters of color. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Portraying Jimmy as an addict. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Did you? How did you watch like uh, the the first eight, seven, eight episodes, whatever it is? Uh, like how I watched them on YouTube. Okay. With like the, all the ad breaks. <laughs> all right, because ad block. Um, oh, I know. My housemate bought the DVDs, and when you open up the DVD and like you read the description of each episode, episode seven says, "Jimmy is trying out for the basketball team. Surprisingly, Sean is better at basketball basketball than he is." It's very telling. Ah. I'm just yeah. like, who wrote this? I hope they're fired. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. But, like, I think once again this kind of presents itself where being marginalized is bad. It's, like, it's bad to, you know, it's, it just doesn't seem like it is good to be gay in Degrassi world after this episode. The, this episode is the equivalent of Same Love by Macklemore. <laughs> like, because... The the macro um, brothers made a good point about it. Um, I forget which guest they had on. I'll put it in the show notes once I figure it out. If you start your song off with, I thought I was part of your group and I started crying, you're not being supportive. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just watched um, Hot Star last night. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Let's support it. Not gay. Chicken wings, not gay. <laughs> that, show, that movie is so good. Donnie, have you seen this movie? No, it's amazing. It's just Andy Samberg just unfiltered. Yeah. For, for an hour and a half. Oh my god. But Andy Andy Samberg unfiltered is still just like super um still super like understanding of like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna make these kind of jokes. Like No, yeah, it's not it's it's basically as wholesome as his like um as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Nine-Nine is, yeah. but it, it's, it's just, it's very like satirical. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sounds good to me. And they yeah. cut, they cut to Ringo Starr at the end of that song. Oh and my he's god! Just like, yes. I don't think he knows that gay marriage is legal now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not controversial. <laughs> oh my god! 
Uh, oh, let's, uh, God, let's let's get to that B plot. Yeah, we are just we're doing we're anything not to talk about the B plot. <laughs> there's so many like there's so many times we're like, okay, let's just keep let's hammer home this one plot. Oh, yeah. Lord knows we don't want to talk about the other plot. And, All right. uh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. B, B plot. Uh, Awful. Starts off with word association. Bad. Bad. Starts Hate off, it. Yeah. <laughs> starts off with uh, Liberty taking the blame for for JT. Uh, throwing an air paper airplane. Oh, which, like, so upsetting. I, I, th- what did I write in my notes? Oh, I wrote Liberty! Exclamation point. No! Exclamation point. Don't take the fall for this scrub! <laughs> JT does not oh. deserve any of this. It's like, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, on one hand, have I seen this play out before in a middle school classroom? Absolutely. On the other hand, especially because Liberty gets disrespected literally anytime she's on screen mm-hmm. it especially hurts to see that she is vying for a boy who <laughs> has done nothing but disrespect everybody i i was i was driving at some point during the week and i was just like god i don't like jt but i was like my mind was like you would probably like him a lot less if he decided to rap instead of be a stand-up comedian oh my gosh <laughs> What a nightmare scenario. Because, like, I was thinking about, like, there's a lot of people who think they can rap, and I'm not gonna, like, base it off of, like, a race thing, but, like, rapping is hard. Yeah, no, rapping (laughs) is a skill. Who you are. It's an art form. And, like, I think everybody's like, oh, you just rhyme stuff. No. No. But, yeah, but... I just had a horrifying image of what JT would be like as a SoundCloud rapper. Oh my god. <laughs> but um, what I also love about this this uh, show is that like none of the girls like ever hold back on who has crushes on who. Yeah, they just they just go off like if you <laughs> like they hold nothing back with this. I, like I had no idea who had crushes on who in like my high school years. I avoided it at but, all yeah. costs. Though, um, this did remind me of the one time in high school I wanted to ask somebody out. Um, I'll save that story for a different time. It's very depressing. Oh, That's probably, yeah, we're already in the depression of this. <laughs> By the way, okay, did anyone notice that, like, the rooms that the English teacher were in, like, she didn't use boards. She, like, walked in with, like, trifold posters and stuff. I missed that detail. I was like, what is going on in this school? <laughs> Why does Ms. Kwan not have a dry erase board or a chalkboard? I'm really worried about the funding at this school. They had to make a deal with the devil for computers. So. That's true, they did. <laughs> so maybe maybe I should just not be surprised. Um, I just... Oh boy, there's just so much homophobia going on in this one. And it's like, is some of it on par with, like, a seventh grader who has no perception of LGBTQ stuff to, like, com- make the jump to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on, I would say it's on target, but, like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I was literally, as when, after he, after he came out and was just, like, acting super femme. <sighs> I, was just, I was literally like, stop, I hate this, I hate this, I want to get off this ride, I hate this, I hate this. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, okay... So Your thoughts like, mirrored my own. Yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. And, like, 
I have a lot of things to say about it, but like what really upset me was I was kind of like, you know, I'm looking at this, it's 2018, I can look at this and go, this is boneheaded. But like, if you go onto like the Degrassi wiki and stuff like that, if you look at the wiki page for this episode, it's a bunch of people just quoting, hey, Liberty girlfriend, and like with little XD faces and stuff. And like, oh. they're not old comments. Like they're from the 2010s at various points. Like... It's really upsetting, and it kind of reiterates the issue that I've been having with a lot of these episodes, where, like, it doesn't actually explore the issue that is being talked about in the episode. I feel like every episode is like, yeah, we're gonna go there, yeah, we're gonna talk about this thing, but, like, JT doesn't get called out for his behavior, and even when Snake, like, reacts to it, sorry, sorry, I'm gonna tear into Snake right now. Okay. Because mm -hmm. Snake's issue is, like, he walks in and he sees that Toby and JT are, arm are like, embracing each other, and that's mm -hmm. the thing that he has an issue with. Now, granted, he probably didn't see, necessarily see JT's outburst, but, like, the fact that he's then going to, like, make a face about boys, like, touching each other and being, being kind of caring when he knows that, well, not, doesn't know the intentions, looks like they're just kind of embracing each other, really bugged me. Yeah, that was, that was weird. Like... I, like, I know where you guys are coming from, but my thing is more just, like, maybe, like, he knows those two knuckleheads, so I think it was more just, like, alright, this is an odd turn of events, but I... I, I, but I do think there's validity in what you guys are saying. Yeah, well, the thing is, is like, I don't, I, as a teacher, like, that's usually my reaction, too. But I also try to just observe the situation as opposed to straight up saying that a kid can't do it. I mean, they were, like, alone in that classroom. And they're just, They like, were unattended. They were unattended children. And they're just, like, yeah, <laughs> hanging out. Um, I do give Toby, like, some credit for being, like, this is a dumb idea, just tell her you're not interested in her. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Toby's the straight man for a lot of, uh... JT lot of schemes. Yeah, these schemes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but just, like, the minute, like, the... Uh, the, like... Yeah, that whole scene in the computer, computer lab was just mind-bogglingly, like, tone-deaf for a show that's tackled us before, from what I know. Yeah. Can we also just talk about how he was eating at lunch? Oh, and just, ew. <laughs> and just covered himself ew. in mustard. And, just, like, I think it was part of his plan, right? To just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, no, he was, like, super... He was just gonna be gross. Like, that yeah. was his goal. He was just gonna be so off-putting that Liberty couldn't help but step away. Yeah, and then also there's the free freeze frame of just Liberty, just staring at him with like a baby care a baby corn, just like yes, <laughs> just stuck like, in her mouth. And how have we not talked about that weird music they kept playing uh, <laughs> every time she looked at him? I've yeah. just like come to expect it. Like anytime romance is involved, because this also happened in that Romeo and Juliet plot from a couple episodes back, where it's like they commission. Somebody for, like, a riff of music, and then I like, guess we're stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, so rough. Um, I, I don't know. What else is there to say about the B-plot? It's, it's garbage. Um, I mean, it's, it's and, just, ugh. And it's just, like, nothing, like... I mean, the, the coming out part. We can, let's start with the coming out part. Oh, God. he's, like, I, I'm gay, I like boys, like... Which we know isn't genuine, and then she's just like, 
Oh. Which, I mean, went better than most coming outs do, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, it definitely did. It was just... It was painful. I remember the lighting was kind of dramatic in it. Yeah. And it was just like... I don't know. It... <clears throat> There's a special sort of hell, which is watching someone mock a coming out after you've had that kind of conversation with people you actually cared about. And it's just like, I want off this ride. There, there's, it reminds me of this time where, um, in college, a lot of my friends were coming out, air quotes, to their parents as atheists. Oh, boy. And I'm just sitting there just like, uh-huh. <laughs> so... Yeah, you're 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 coming out. I think it's, it's just, I feel like co- coming out is like it is a queer thing. I don't think it gets to be like anything else, like co-opting the term coming out because it does doesn't I don't know. I don't know. That's my hot take. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, as somebody who's come out, like there's this emotional weight to it that mm. like even me revealing other identifiers about myself just does not share. Yeah. It's really upsetting because, and and I don't think it was Liberty's job to be the one to properly call JT out on him co-opting homosexuality. Like, I don't really think that was Liberty's conversation to have because she's a child and I don't think that she was supposed to. That's Mm -hmm. our job as 30-year-olds. But, like, yeah. but (laughs) But, like, I do wish that there was some sort of thing in which JT was able to understand the weight of his actions. And for a show that's so issue of the week, you would expect it almost, that JT has to get his, like, you know, ass handed to him verbally by somebody who is LGBTQ. Or even just somebody, like, Paige could have done it. It's true. Paige Paige could have, could have, you know, thrown down. Like, she definitely could have. Paige could have done it. Even... There could have been a resolution in the A plot, and Ashley could have done it. Oh, that would have been huge. It could have been a re- like there could have been some kind of conversation, mm-hmm. and Ashley could have, you know, or even Toby. Yeah, to- like some somebody who's connected to Ashley's dad. Yeah. Or, no, or, I agree. Or Paige. I agree wholeheartedly. I like, think that would have been really good. It would have been like a, a way to endear uh, Paige to people like us who. Uh, you just see her as this agent of chaos. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And it would have reiterated if, and I mean, I still don't really know if we're supposed to get good intentions from her talking to Ashley. See, she did seem really upset when Ashley stormed off, which mm-hmm. makes me want to believe that she did have good intentions, just horrible follow through on it. Well, well, you, for all her other machinations, she doesn't, like... There's never a like for me the the crowning moment is at after she gets the milk thrown on her and I thought it was like beet juice because it was like beet roots or something on the on the carton <laughs> I was like that's odd <laughs> um, but like she like you know, for a lot of the, like the 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 other time we've only the only other time we've seen her machination fall through is when Terry gets the card from the casting agent and she yes. doesn't. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really have anything to say. She just kind of stares blank face. Like, 
this is the first time I've seen Paige not kind of, like, a little bit vulnerable, because she's just like, I was trying to help! Yeah! <laughs> she's kind of flabbergasted, and, like, I, like, I don't... I, I do feel like I'm, like, throwing my own affection at Paige to, like, excuse a lot of her behavior, but I do feel like she's, like, recognizes, like, yeah, I'm in it for me most of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. The one time I put my ass on the line, you throw chocolate milk on me, and I'll never do that again. No, but that's how I feel. Like, it's like, I will officially be ice cold at Degrassi Community School. <laughs> but, like, it, it is kind of like that. And it would have been kind of nice to have her be the one. and Because, like, also, like, Paige would not mince words. And I think this is also just me kind of projecting how much I want to call out JT. Is I want Paige, a child, to do it. Because I know she would, she would, she would just go off. And I just have this, like, mental image of, like, Paige walking by as JT explains no i'm actually straight i'm just not interested in you that way and just like her stopping and then slowly turning back <laughs> to yeah. like look at him i'm imagining her doing it and like doing like, a little hair flip just to make sure her hair is just where it needs to be before she like slinks over oh my god i'm sorry i love her i know that she has that she has issues but i love her i'm not using the word problematic because i feel like it's overused at this point but <laughs> I know that there are issues with Paige, but it would have been really satisfying to see that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't need, I wouldn't have needed Dylan to come in or anything like that. I think Paige doing it would have been really sufficient and kind of reiterated that Paige is not uh, and only a horrible person. Mm -hmm. She does have moments. She does have loyalties. It's just not necessarily loyalties we see on screen. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like, yeah, just like, you know, like, having Ashley or Paige do it, because, like, somebody who was on the front lines of this, mm -hmm. and just being, like, seeing fucking JT just be like, I'm gonna use this for me, just would have been just way better than what we got, which was, JT gets off basically scot-free. Yeah, and, like, yeah. this keeps happening, where, like, I feel like characters that should have, even Paige, like, when Paige literally, like, drugged Terry... And everything, at the end of the episode, Terry got the boy. I mean, not Terry, no, excuse me, Paige got the boy. Like, Paige didn't have a specific consequence about it, much like Jimmy mm -hmm. doesn't really have a consequence <laughs> in relation to what he did to Spinner. It was a rough episode. Yeah, yeah, and it just, mm -hmm. it's just very odd to me, because I just can't, I wish I could, like, sit the writers down, because I can't figure out what we're supposed to get out of the consequences at the end of these episodes. Like, Well, what happened with um, the election episode? Like, JT got in trouble, like, for making the joke campaign? I think he got, like, a detention. <laughs> Which isn't yeah. that big a deal, because I feel like to uh, JT gets a lot of detentions. Yeah, like, I feel like it's just a day ending in Y if he has some form of a detention. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like, there, there there wouldn't be, like, a kind of um, school-related punishment, but, like, there's just no karma. Well, I, yeah, I, well, I feel like it should be a, it should be, like, a personal, like, a soci like um, societal, mm -hmm. like, punishment for him. Like, 
just something. Just like some, like just a few of the other characters be like, yo, JT, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, though. Like, I feel like with, with, uh, God, I'm getting everyone's names wrong. JT. I feel like the thing with JT is like, he, that's the only way that he can learn, I feel like, in certain ways. Like, I feel like detentions aren't going to do anything. Him writing an essay about how he, how, like, you know, research paper on, like, the issues of LGBTQ people is not going to be how he's going to learn it. I think he would legitimately need to be called out by other people. And the thing is, is, like, nobody is as annoyed by JT as I feel like people would realistically be. Yeah, he... I'm just imagining that kid... In middle school. Yeah. And just how much I would have just been like, okay, sure. And then just walked away. <laughs> yeah, like how, like, I feel like he's the type of character, and like, I, I know he's beloved, and I'm hoping that, like, better things happen. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm having a very rough time enjoying him right now. But, like, it just feels like he's the type of character that, he's the type of kid that nobody would want to spend any time with. Like, you just walk away from me like, oh, what a dick. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> just, like, he's such a detention seeker. He's not even funny. He's just offensive. But, like, nothing, like, the teacher can't control him. Like. Yeah, he threw, he threw the paper airplane. He's it's just, he's disruptive. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's a, you know, he's a scutch. And that's annoying and frustrating. And... Those kids usually don't endear as many people or have as much toler like or gain as much tolerance as he seems to do in Degrassi. At least he's not a bully bully. Air yeah, yeah, I mean that's true. He's not he a lot of it definitely comes from a place of ignorance. Mm-hmm. And and like, you know, let's be real, like we kinda joked about how he like probably gets, like, really bad comedy CDs from the library and stuff. <laughs> but, like, you know, his his viewpoints are very limited. I just wish there was a way that we saw someone try and challenge his viewpoints as opposed to just letting JT be JT, which seems to be the conflict management for everybody in this show so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess that's all we have to say about the episode specifically. Yeah. Time for some segments. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know, Frank. You usually give the overall vibe of the episode, so. I'm giving this a C minus. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I can't argue with that. I I'm very upset after watching this episode, and I know. Well, from my recollections, Degrassi gets better at LGBTQ representation. Though I feel like now that I'm older, I'm going to view it in a different light, which I will explain when we get to it. But, like, it's very upsetting to see, like, how regressive it truly was in this episode. Mm -hmm. It was a nightmare. So I agree with C-. It's just, like, everything was mishandled so badly. Mm. But, you know, still thinking about 2001, I was trying to think of... um, things that did something similar to this okay yeah 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 and i couldn't think of a, th- a single thing yeah from yeah. from 2000 from, from even from even the whole 2000s i can't yeah. think of a single thing that did something like this well i think it goes back to kind of the thesis of this podcast like if you want to be like super technical because like the whole among the main reasons why i wanted to embark on this was to kind of revisit a lot of this because as you know 
And Kira, even though you never watched Degrassi, you, you could probably speak to this, like, it was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. It was loved, not just by teenagers, but by adults who are media critics. Like, if you go through the archives of a lot of media-related stuff, including a full published book of Degrassi essays, like, it's considered this very progressive thing. And that's something to keep in mind, like, we're ratting on that, ragging on this. I think we can all agree it's not really great for 2018, but also it was one of the series that did start this conversation in some capacity. Right. Uh, I was just trying to look up uh, things that did something similar. Mm-hmm. Like um, one I found was Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Like really recent shows it's true like uh, orange is the black i think was like that was like 2012 2013 mm-hmm. yeah it was about when it came out yeah and transparent was like after that 2013 14 yeah but orange is the new black uh sophia Bursett, laverne cox's character mm-hmm. has uh a son that won't talk to her because she transitioned and is angry mm-hmm. and so like there's a lot a big part of her arc is trying to impress her son get back into his good graces Mm -hmm. which is kind of what uh ashley's dad is doing yeah i mean i guess like you could use like trans america which is i guess a more an older example but even then like i feel like the premise of that one is so different particularly because it's the idea of like a trans woman finding out that she, like, has a son and kind of connecting with him as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, this is an established relationship and things have changed. Yeah. So that would be, I guess, the most, like, the oldest of those examples, but even then not quite fitting what this episode was trying to do. Right. It's, it's just, it's, I'm kind of, like, amazed at, like, how few and far between we have of mm-hmm. these examples. Yeah. Like, I was trying to find any kind of, kid show that I've ever watched or like any kind of just media not for adults mm-hmm. or that anything that involved children. Yeah. Children and gay and gay narratives. I it's so hard to find. Yeah, I mean it kind of puts like into perspective how LGBTQ concepts in YA media is so new and like how this idea that to be LGBTQ is not safe for children is an idea we still see in society, but definitely existed in the early aughts. And it, it becomes very apparent when you start listing out all of the appearances of LGBTQ characters. And the fact of the matter is, the bulk of the LGBTQ representation that was seen in teen dramas at this time point time period was Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Like, that was where you would find characters. And the representation was not always great, but like it was one of the few that was providing it at the time. Yeah, I definitely gave God it, like, a new appreciation for this show, just mm-hmm. for realizing, like, how specialized its content was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy to get into the hole, mm-hmm. because it's easy to get look at it from 2018, but it is really important to know, especially as somebody who this was my only gateway, like, oh, wow, like, it's, it's a blessing that kids now have a lot more to go off of. Agreed. So I guess we'll go to character rankings. 
<laughs> Which is mostly me trying to watch Frank make sense of these characters because my rankings would be broken. If I tried to rank my characters, I could not rank them because my views on them are like not just season one versions of them, but also an amalgamation of the uh, however many seasons this character was on. So usually I ask Frank, and I will also ask you, Kira, but Frank, you gotta start because you... <laughs> Whose stock has gone up and whose stock has gone down this week? Uh, Paige continues to rise. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I still... Paige can be here for two seconds and you're like, Paige is the best! Oh, like, she was there, like, the last, like, last episode, Paige was literally in it for two seconds. She said one line. I'm like, yep, she's going up. Because <laughs> her one line was just like, the teacher says, my French accent's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Just, that was great. Like, like, I... I'm just, I'm just so happy to see a woman, like, a young woman be self-assured in, like, a show. Like, even if she's pulling some, like, not great stuff, I'm just like, yes, Paige. Like, be who, like, be the person you want to be. Be as great as you know you are. Good for you, Paige. <laughs> but, um, cause, like, you don't, like, you don't get, like... I don't know, I've, I always feel like women in sitcoms are never allowed to be, like, I am, like, sure of myself, I'm sure of the person I am, so, like, but, which is, like, two sides of the same coin, but I'm just like, yeah, Paige, believe in yourself, <laughs> don't let the world bring you down. So we're still cheering on Paige. I'm still, because she just, that hustle. Yeah, <laughs> she's entertaining, she's good TV, right. and I think that's all there is to it. Alright, Page um, number one. Yeah. Toby's rising up. Like, they don't actually have, like, rankings. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just feel like it's more you just see, like, their, you know, their faces, like, in this amorphous, like, you know, not like a line graph, like a point, like the sure. X axis yeah. thing. It's like Toby's rising a little bit for him just being like, JT, you're an idiot. Like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> JT continues to plummet farther and farther towards the bottom. I don't, he'll find it someday. Because <laughs> like, he just keeps heading down. Um, Ashley, uh, Ashley's staying about the same. Like, I can under, like, I can understand her feelings. And I just, I don't know, I just feel like the writers just didn't handle it. Well, the writers continue to plummet. <laughs> the writers got a rank starting yes last week, and they're just still in free fall. <laughs> um, Terry's doing, like, Terry remains pretty static. Um, nothing she, uh, nothing like she really, like, nothing, she tried, like, she tried her best to help her friend through the situation. Um... And she's coping with a dead mom. Like, it's still pretty fresh for her. Yeah. Like, I understand why she lashed out the way that she did. I just hate that the writers were like, yeah, yeah, your parents always forgive them. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, it felt like, it felt like it did feel so eighth grade. Like, this kind of, like, very ungraceful way of, like, helping your friend through a problem. Yeah. Um, so that felt, like, super true to life. Um, J uh, Jimmy and Spinner are just not in this episode. <laughs> what about yeah. Liberty? Um, look, I thought Liberty was trying to basically, like, when she's just like, we're gonna put your, like, coming out in the paper. Like, I kind of felt like Liberty was just, like, was too smart 
to believe JT's lie. She's just like, I'm calling you bluff. Um, and I, like, I give her credit for that. Like, I just, it was just like, I also, like, I guess she's getting a few pity points because I felt so bad for her that they, like, chained her to JT, who's just such a dud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, also just, like, all that creepy, like, R&B music they have whenever <laughs> she was, like, all those weird shots of her just looking at, like, him. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ashley's mom, I just got super weird vibe from this whole episode. <laughs> so she went down a little bit. <laughs> well, what's the vibe? Just, like, did, like, did your dad talk to you? Did he talk to you? It's just, like... How about you just be an adult and tell and have a conversation with your daughter? <laughs> well, I can see that. That's like, cause like every time the dad was on screen, he's like, "Well, I gotta tell you something," and then Ashley's like, "Bye, <laughs> see ya." Yeah, no, I I I defend Ashley's mom. I think yeah. that you know she's doing the best she can with something she probably has no context for, like no uh. Uh, you know, uh, not context, um, language for, language for, or like, yeah, yeah, something that she hasn't had, like, any preparation or any experience really with, so, like, ah, not to jump into your rankings, but I will defend her. No, that's some, that's some fair points, like, and, you know, I can, so she'll stay pretty much the same. Um, oh, but she's always still pretty low by being like, hey, gay porn is your punishment this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, the Degrassi writers may forget, but we'll always remember. <laughs> Did uh, they, do they just forget about that forever? I mean, they haven't brought it up again. <laughs> so, like... There's so much that doesn't get brought up again. Yeah, so there's far. so much that has happened that just don't... Although, I can empathize with that punishment. I feel like... That's honestly, like, not bad. Yeah. I, I'll, I, I'll, that'll be my hot take. Um, well, I mean, like, they did have a... Dis- like, I did like that they had a discussion. It was like, women in the porn industry are often taken advantage of. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not the best environment, and it's not realistic. And it's like, that's not... Yeah, that's not what, like, a typical body that's unmodified looks like. Yeah. Just realistic body standards and things like that. Um... <laughs> And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, like, Emma oh. and Manny just, like, being, like, no. oh, Ball has a crush on you. Did you know? Yeah, like, they're, they're saying. Oh, and then Emma's really moving haiku. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and Sean rises, is also Sean rises. Rise. I again. love Sean. <laughs> because, like, he's just such a good boy. He's such a good boy. I like, love him. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I just also had another, like, dream scenario where Sean's just like, that is highly offensive. Like, oh, my God. And he would, like, like, just, like, wallop JT. He's just like... He's so good. He's just like, there's one thing I hate more than school, and it's homophobia. <laughs> um, but going back to what you guys were talking about, like, the lack of, you know, LGBTQ issues in stuff made for kids... Is that they brought up? Uh, I was reading a review of Deadpool two, mm-hmm. um, which has a lesbian relationship in it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and one of the people points out, like, there's a, like, it's there's a, like, it's a very problematic thing, because like, it's the first you know gay openly gay relationship 
in a movie, in a superhero movie, but it's in an R-rated superhero movie, mm-hmm. sending the message, this is not meant for children. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Like, it's in Deadpool. Yeah. And Deadpool is R-rated. You can't have a, dead, a Deadpool that is not R-rated. But also, like, Deadpool yeah. is the more... <laughs> Like, I don't like using queer as an umbrella term, but he's the more queer of the... He is queer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the movies handle it, so I'm not going to speak to... There's a lot of undertones. Have you seen the movie? Uh, Yeah, I saw both of them. Yeah, so I I saw the movie, and I feel like they could have gone just a little bit farther, and, like, it would have been, like... Uh, Did you see only the first one? No, I saw the the new one recently as well. Uh... But basically, yeah. he's in a, he's in a straight relationship, but he's definitely very flexible in his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. it's it's definitely played on a lot more in the second movie. I guess my issue with it is like it, it feels almost like well, of course, Deadpool was the setting because it's not like MCU is making any real efforts to implement the LGBTQ representation, which exists in some of the titles that are being featured in the movies. They do. Well, that's, yeah, like, I mean, from what I'm hearing about Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther is, like, Mm -hmm. lesbian relationships were left on the cutting room floor. They were. They were. Yeah. And that's, like, that's why, like, just, like... Tremendous movies, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lacking that. (laughs) Um, But, like, and what I did enjoy is that, apparently, in Deadpool 2, like, Ryan Reynolds called up Brianna Hildebrand. She's like, how do you want us to play this? Mm-hmm. And it's just like getting her input on it. I was just like, good for you guys. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just be like, we're just going to do this and just make some assumptions. Yeah. I, I, it was treated very, like the relationship in the movie, I thought it was very sweet. Yeah. Like, they're just like, yeah, what's up? This is my girlfriend. <laughs> and, and then they, every time they just like, the, hi, what's her name? Uh, Yukio. Hi, Yu- hi, Yukio. <laughs> hey, Wade. <laughs> just, it's just very cute. That's nice. I'm glad to hear that. I haven't watched the Deadpool movies, but... I mean, I do kind of understand what that criticism is, though, which is, like, at the end of the day, like, what it... Like, you know, it does kind of set up this image of, like, well, you can't see that in your usual MCU, but if you want to go to Deadpool, which is always a little rowdier, like, you'll mm-hmm. see some lesbians. And it's it's a bit frustrating. Yeah. I mean, they put it in, like... They put it in, like, Power Rangers, and I was just like... That's true. You're, like, the biggest advocate for the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> because it, like, it was just like, hey, do you want, like, an hour and a half of, like, these kids just talking about their feelings and whatnot? And then, like, maybe ten minutes? Like, I was just like, can we just not have them fight Rita at the end? Or just, like, they like, okay, let's go fight her. And, like, they morph, they walk off screen, and you just hear, like... Like punching him on not to come back though he just was like, Alright, that's done. So who wants to talk more about our feelings? <laughs> oh my god. That sounds cute. It's yeah. it's super cute. It's a I really enjoyed it because it was just like these kids were like, you know, the troublesome kids and Yeah. Kira, do you have character ranks? You're done, Frank? I should have asked. Oh yeah, no, that's but I mean there weren't like Yeah, I'm done, because I don't think there are any more characters in this. No. Um, I think my rankings are pretty similar to Frank's. Like, uh, Emma, I, I like Emma. I like her activist self. 
I like that she's recently discovered that. I hope that that plot continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny, what happened to Manny? She's gone. They never fully realized her yet. I remember her having such a bigger role in the early parts of the series, and like, I, I it's weird they never hit stride with her yet. Mm-hmm. She's gone. JT, annoying. Mm-hmm. No consequences. Um. So Toby is. Toby is growing on me more. I think. Uh, He's sweet. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? Yeah. Um, okay, go on. Okay, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, yes you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, like, after his White Knight episode, like, three, two or so episodes ago, I was just very happy to see the return of just, like, I'm trying my best, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you if you don't help you. <laughs> That's a bit of my favorite Toby, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Toby JT, um... I think I might have missed the episode with the Romeo and Juliet plot because I don't remember that at all. It was the one where they, where Ashley and Jimmy are like contemplating having sex. Totally missed it. Wow. Okay. I would kind of recommend going back to it, but with a lot of trepidation. Yeah. I mean, the A mm. plot ends on a really sweet note. It does. It's mm-hmm. true. Like. Um, but, they, like, there's that whole thing where it's just, like, Paige is Juliet and Jimmy is Romeo. Uh-huh. And they, like, kiss in class. Yeah. Which I was just uh-huh. like, this is a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yikes. It starts Degrassi's long relationship with Romeo and Juliet and live performance of it. I hate, it. <laughs> I hate Romeo and Juliet. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, God. Um. But, yeah, the, so my, my only interaction with Jimmy is from the basketball episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... Sean, very good boy. True. I still I agree with this. <laughs> True. You know what I've also just realized? Sean constantly listens to Emma talking about, like, her activism and her love of the environment. And unlike Toby, he's not like, I'm going to use this kid on her good side. No, he, he just, just listens. listens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What a good he's boy. Good. And then just, like, casually brings it up later. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I know this about you because I listen. Yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful relationship. I'm sorry, I interrupted again. Oh, yeah, so, Sean, um, Spinner. So, so Spinner. So, Spinner so far. I made sure to say his name right. (laughs) But, uh, he's, he reminds me of, like, a couple kids in my middle school. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, probably, like, an amalgam of all of them. But, uh, he seems... The thing that throws me off so usually is, like, he's got, like, a speech impediment and also, like, a Canadian accent. And I'm trying to figure out, like, if that's supposed to be part of it. And I think it is from the Ritalin that he takes. It's, like, part of his ADD kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I definitely know people that did moon, like, <laughs> <laughs> moon large audiences. Funny. Uh, Honey. Our sweet and tender chunkhead. Oh, yeah. Like chunkhead. I feel like he is more sweet intention than he like lets on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I agree. You know, it, the whole pharmaceutical aspect of it aside. But um. Well, um, in the episode, uh, the the sex episode, um, he's like Jimmy tells Spinner like Ashley wants to have sex. 
And Spin is like, let's go celebrate by getting some condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Very good moment. Aw. Safe sex. Yeah. For Spinner. Well, Spinner promotes it. Yes. Mm-hmm. He approves it. Yeah. Uh, is that basically all the characters? Did you say Liberty? Oh, Liberty is a sweet little snowflake, uh, little... Snowflake. I know, it's such a politicized like, thing. She's a little cinnamon bun, and I love her. And it's just... Ugh. It's so sad to see her, like, on, like, the bad side of everything so far. Yeah, like, when does Liberty get her, like, victory? Like, I really want her to. Like, she gets in the the, new, the newscast episode. Um, I guess that's the B-plot for the basketball episode. Um, yeah. She gets, like, side, like humiliated in front of the whole school, and people, like, laugh at her. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm just like, stop it. She's trying. She really is. Like, she's the realest kid there. She doesn't even watch anime. Yeah, right? Like, there is a lack of kids watching anime. Hence, this is the most inaccurate depiction I've ever seen of a middle school. (laughs) Spinner should be wearing a a Goku shirt. Oh, my God. Stop. He would have a Naruto headband. Holy crap, he would. He would be Naruto running. (laughs) Excuse me, that laugh. No. It's a necessary image. Um, did you rank Terry? I always... Oh, Terry, she's... She gets so forgotten about. She's sweet, because she she gets forgotten about in the show. Yeah. She's sweet. I think she's cute. Um, I think that she's up there. She needs needs more things to do. I agree. Like, Mm -hmm. I get, like, someone who's, like, self-conscious about her, like, like, your appearance. Like, I get that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, hard to rank her yet. Like I like I like her. Mm-hmm. I I had a on the episode we saw him. I had a rank for her dad, which was very high, <laughs> with, because he was just super supportive. <laughs> yeah. Good. Egg. But but also the thing like uh, that he in that episode I won't dwell too long on it. Was just like. Oh, you're not overweight at all. Like, like don't. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's very. I mean, even today, it's very hard to find real content that's just like body affirming and not like. Yeah. Like, no. What are you talking about? You're skinny. Like, you don't weigh. You don't weigh. You don't. You're not ten pounds overweight or something. Like. No, just be like, yeah, you're fat and you rock it. <laughs> okay, maybe not quite. That's a little weird when a dad says it, but but this Jack Black can say it because he did say that in um, School of Rock. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Degrassi <laughs> went there. They would. Um, shall we move to recommendations? Sure. Okay. So my recommendation for today, I think there's a lot of really good LGBTQIA lit and. Maybe not quite in some visual media, but I think there's some really good books. Um, And I figured I wanted to kind of play off of the idea of, like, being in situations that you're kind of forced into. Maybe you're not necessarily coming out or exploring your identity in the way that you want to or on the terms that you may like. Um, So I'm going to recommend the All Out Anthology. It's edited by Sandra Mitchell. Um, And it's a collection of short stories. They're all historical fiction. Um, and they're different interpretation, like different, they're like a whole cast of characters, 
um, who are LGBTQ. Um, they take place in different locations. It's not as international as um, some people may want, but it has stories all over. Um, so it's really interesting. A lot of the authors are pretty well known. There's definitely some familiar faces in the in the anthology. But overall, I'd recommend it because you get to see different takes in different time periods of being LGBTQ. Um, and it's nice to have historical fiction that really focuses on that concept that is YA targeted without it being super duper doom and gloom. Like some of them are not the happiest stories, but it's not this heaviness that I think happens, particularly when we talk about LGBTQ history. Like there's usually a shadow over it, it feels like, because it's that realization of like how the world has been so awful. Um, but there are some really jubilant, really fun moments in this anthology, um, and there's some really good stories in it. <laughs> I, I couldn't really come up with anything that was, like, specifically YA, but, um, I was thinking about the webcomic Questionable Content, because, like, there's a bunch of, like, LGBTQ characters on that, but it's not, like, it's not young adult, so... I mean, it doesn't have to be young adult. Also, recommendations. I feel like we should also make it clear. Like, what are good palate cleansers after this? Qu questionable content, I would say, does its best. Like, the guy's constantly, the guy who writes is constantly learning. It's like, I'm trying. <laughs> and I feel for the most part, he succeeds. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I can recommend um, Transparent and... Orange is the New Black for those two plot lines. Uh, not exactly YA, but like I feel like they are the closest thing I can get to um, like that kind of thing. Uh, there's a couple other um, graphic novels I can think of, like mm -hmm. um, Giant Days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gi Giant Days has, um, there's, there's a lesbian character in it, and it's a lot of slice of life things. Um, she does interact with her, her grandmother, who is her caregiver. So eventually does interact with her, um, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I just thought, my lesbian experience with loneliness. Yep. That's another classic. one. Classic. Uh, a modern classic, I guess we can more, call it. Yeah, a modern classic. But uh, it's a lesbian uh, manga artist in Japan living with her mom. And... It's just her nerves and trying to figure out how to come out to her mom. Mm -hmm. It's it's really hard to find something that's like the parents from the parents' perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think I think it kind of speaks to this bigger issue that it's really hard to find media. Or and I don't think these stories aren't happening. I think it is very hard to find like editors or agents or producers to actually facilitate this idea and believe in this idea that LGBTQ people can be parents and because of that they can go through the trials and tribulations. Like, I guess the kids are all right handled that, but I never watched it, so I'm not I gonna... I watch it either. But, like, it's very hard to find, like, media that really looks at the trials and tribulations of being a parent and... Oh, did I help? I thought of... A, just thought of one that is perfect. Okay. Bingo Love. Oh, yeah! Why didn't I think of Bingo Love? I love Bingo Love. Oh, my God. It is really good. It's very oh Jersey, God. so obviously, as a very Jersey person, I love it. Bingo Love, uh, it's the story of 
Jeez, why did this is this is oh my this god, is I'm right a fool. this is right in front of our faces that we didn't Ugh, think of we this. We both own it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we do. Uh, so it's the story of these two um, women in like this in the, I mean the American South. Mm-hmm. In like Georgia or something. I thought it took place in. Well, it took place in Patterson at one point. Yeah, they moved. That's, that's what I always they, keep that's thinking. Where they of. That's where they moved. So that's where they first meet when they're children. And yeah. Then, then they meet again when they're sixty-five, and yeah. they both have families. Yes. And they fall in love again, and so it's that's this really good elderly love story, and so dealing with the families of both of them. So it's just... That's actually a perfect recommendation. I'm there we so go. glad. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, no, Bingo Love is magnificent. I, I really love it. It's pretty short, so it's pretty easy. Um, but definitely check it out because it's a really good story. And it's a perspective you just don't usually see, um, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just thought of two. Okay. <laughs> just um, Fresh Off the Boat um, has a... The first of the boat and one day at a time both have. Oh, one day at a time is really good. Um, teen girls in them, teen girls in those shows who come out to their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't like sat down and watched one day at a time, but I did see it. On I t- love one day at a time. I I really love it. It's very it's legitimately funny. I know it might be hard for people who don't usually like sitcoms. I'm not one of those people either. I had to just kind of sit down and get over the laugh track, but once I did, it gets real and authentically so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very, very good. Um, and plus it has like a really decent cast. Um, Rita Moreno is in it, et cetera, et cetera. So like it's, it's worth checking out. Yeah. All right. We should wrap this up on 10% yeah. power. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Anyway. Um, if you want to keep in touch with us, Kira, how can people keep in touch with you? If you so want to disclose. Sure. My Twitter handle is at Karathian, K Y R A. T-H-I-O-N. Excellent. And definitely, like, I know you're, you're always up for talking about media. I am. I am always up for it. <laughs> so, so definitely, if you want to continue the conversation, um, definitely do so. Um, you can reach me, Donnie, at Twitter on um, as DM is unbreakable. Um, but if you want to keep in touch with us on a podcast level, um, please don't hesitate to contact us. Email us at ihopepod at gmail.com, um, especially if you want to be a guest. Uh, it's a lot of fun having somebody else in the conversation coming in with a new perspective, and we encourage you to come in. You can come in as somebody who is a Degrassi expert, somebody who has never really checked it out before. Maybe you're an expert in an issue that is being covered in an episode, or you're just a member of the community who really wants to kind of let it rip because you hate how Degrassi handled representation, or maybe they did really well. Um, just shoot us an email. Tell us your name tell us like kind of your credential slash what viewpoint you kind of want to share um and also provide um either an episode or a range of episodes that you would like to appear on um but please do not hesitate to contact us if you also want to contact us in other places we have twitter at i hope pod we also have a tumblr which is i hope pod um and don't hesitate to message us um i'm uh at stuck dancing on twitter i don't update that often um, I also co-host Teen Girl Talk with my sister, where we talk about a wide range of teen media, um, like movies, books, and songs and whatnot. Um, also, this is the first time uh, I'm making this within the podcast, not just an add-on. We'd also like, if you had a personal experience with the episode that's being discussed, and you don't want to be a, um, a guest... 
you can either send me an audio clip. Uh, let's, I'm trying to keep it to like maybe two or three minutes at most. Though, uh, if it's very important, we'll expand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll throw it on the episode. Or if you don't want to, you know, speak on the episode, I can also, you can just send me a written thing and I'll read it out for you. Mm-hmm. Or Donnie will read it. Yeah. Um, your choice. <laughs> yeah, feel free. We won't be offended. Choose. <laughs> yeah, just choose something. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Kira, thank you again for stopping by. Hopefully thank you. It, it wasn't too torturous. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I got to do this. <laughs> Yay! I'm glad to hear it. But, um, so once again, if you want to join us, do not hesitate to contact us. Other than that, um, whatever it takes, we hope we can make it through. and We hope that you're going to be there with us. So have a good day, everybody. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.